up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 179. It has been a long time since we've been down here in the studio. As you can see, I got my man Harold over there to my left, and we have a very, very special guest. Speaking of time, we have Father Time himself, Uncle AJ. How (laughs) we doing? (laughs) Father Time. Mm, I, I actually kind of like that. It. I, I love like, it. Yeah. I like that. Father Tom. I'm going to be so honest with you, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I knew you were coming this morning. Yes. Sitting on the couch, drinking coffee, mm-hmm. and I knew it's... I, I, I will be fully transparent. I knew it's been a, a while since we've done this, and I said, kept saying time in my head, and then Father Time popped up, and I was Father like, I would, I would be doing a disservice mm-hmm. if I didn't try to lead with that. And I did. That, that's an excellent lead. Good on you. I like that. Smash the intro. Thank you, boys. Yes, Thank you. That was very good. Wow. So, so we, we'll start. Bubba, I haven't seen you in a very long time, obviously. What have you been doing? What's popping? What, what's happening? Forgot what you look like. Yeah. Uh, very busy. Uh, very busy with the house shit, trying to get that all sorted away. Then I've also been trying to do like a million things with my life recently, uh, which is tough. But enjoyable. Uh, Memorial Day, I went to the Indy 500. Haven't seen you since before that. Um, that was a holy really, shit. That's true. Yeah, that was a really good, totally different scene. It was just a really good time. All right. Well, I'm gonna dive into that. What? Because we we had some. So we we had some tentative plans. We were thinking about maybe going down to the NASCAR race in Charlotte that weekend. Then we were bouncing beach ideas off of everything, and then finally, me and Sith just booked booked a beach house. What, when did the whole Indy fight, like, when did that even come into play? So, I don't think, because me and Joseph, a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. um, We're talking about doing something. We had plans before, and then we were talking about going to Charlotte, and everything kind of fell through. Um, And I don't think he texted me till Friday, and he was like, is it too aggressive to go to the Indy 500 tomorrow? And I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So, he texted one friend. You always got to have one friend that just no matter what's like, I'm down. And and Joey was like, I forget how he worded it, but he texted him, like, you want to get into something? He's like, yeah, I'm in. Like, he literally didn't even say what we were doing. And my friend was like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking down. Let's go. That's fire. So, uh, yeah, we went down Saturday. We made a quick uh, pit stop in Columbus. And you think it's really far. It's only four and a half hours it's, to Indianapolis. It's crazy. Yeah, I learned that when we went to the Final Four in 2010. I thought I was yeah. going to be sitting in a car for like 10 or 11 hours, and it is a very quick drive. Yeah. So you we, ever been to Indy? No, I've never been there. It's cool. It's a cool little city. Um, so we, we get down there on a Saturday. Uh, we get in kind of late, and then we you know just went to sleep because we had to get up early. Got up. I got up at like 5.30, which is ridiculous. Should not have got up that early. Um. We in because they they have like this big dubstep thing in the arena, so we got there like seven thirty and got our tickets and stuff, and then made our way. There is a golf course inside the track, and then to the side of the golf course is like this massive EDM slash dubstep concert. Just to give you some insight, dubstep is aggressive electronic music. Okay, all right, like okay. no words, <laughs> like just beats. All right, I, all I right. was going to get into it later. It stinks. Dubstep okay, okay. stinks. Right. And just, just to paint a picture here, the Indy 500 and like the race world, mm-hmm. at least in, I would say, America, is like one of the big well, events that's huge. Yes. Yeah, that people yeah. go to. Yeah, it's like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. It, okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that city, like, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. the racing capital. Right. That's what they say. So, yeah, we went to that for a few hours. It, it was you know, pretty heavy drinking. And it was like a jambo crowd, which I didn't expect. I thought it was kind of like a higher class. At the dubstep place. Yes. 
Okay. So then, <laughs> what a mixture. Um, so we just had like general admission tickets, and I thought like, oh, we'll just get a grandstand. Like I, I guess we were like in the infield, but I was like, we'll just walk out and walk up the steps and find a spot. And that's what we all kind of had. There was over three hundred fifty thousand people there. That's what oh, I heard. I heard on wow. TV. I was like, that is a shit ton of. There people. were not three spaces by each other, which blows my mind. Like I can't. Like I can't. I was there, and I can't imagine still being around three hundred fifty thousand people. So you were actually there late. Yeah. I mean, you were. You got up at five thirty to go. Right. Well, we were. Yeah, we were at the concert for a while, and uh-huh. then we walked over like <laughs> the start of the race, and it was t- it was too late. But we uh. We had a good spot in the infield, and it was it was a really cool experience. Oh, good. Yeah, wow. yeah. That, I, I've never been there because I I know I've heard, um, in the past. I think like Tony Stewart's done it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ryan Blaney's done it. A couple guys. What they'll do is they'll they'll race in the Indy Five Hundred in the morning, and then they will hop on a plane, fly to Charlotte, and they'll race in the coca-cola 600 which is like a massive nascar race and i think one year tony stewart did it and he got top 10 in both really i believe next year i i forget who it is i wish i knew but i think it's ryan blaine maybe yeah Yeah, someone is doing it yeah and we said there's three big races in memorial day weekend it's those two which we've been to now and then there's one in europe so we were thinking about maybe doing that at some point in our lifetime oh that'd be cool to hit all three yeah did you first start getting into nascar um was it i don't i don't you know, I've actually known Bubba for like, or Harry or Harold, whatever. <laughs> Bubba's still, yeah, you're always going to be Bubba. Yeah. It's, for like over a decade. And I never pictured you liking NASCAR. Yeah. It's, stuff. it's very recent. It was like okay. two, two years ago. It's actually, it was the Coke 600 was the first okay. race I've been to. And it was a really good time. And then I went to Talladega last year and it like blew me away. It was crazy. So now I'm a big fan. So. I'm just going to ask. I'm not trying to be stupid. It's not a shtick or anything. <laughs> I believe you. All right. Dispel my, my thoughts on NASCAR. You go there. Number one, I heard it's incredibly loud, and you have to wear, like, earplugs. Is de- that it, any it, truth to that? It depends what track. Okay. It, it's, yes, it's very loud. Um, the one in Charlotte's probably the worst I've heard, and it was incredibly loud, depending on where you sit. Um, we... There, like when we went up to like the stands, we I had to put earplugs in. That's okay. how loud it was. But wow, um, okay. not all of them are that bad. But yes, it's loud. All right. So the other question is, and this is just a personal taste thing. If um, I clearly get that they're driving around the track, and it's just it's an oval track. Yes, some are. Well, some most. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So my question is, what? What makes it interesting to you as a spectator for that? Because, like, to me, I don't know what the interest would be in seeing the cars right. drive around the track. Like, what is it that, like, keeps your attention? What do you pay attention to? I mean, you know, I, I would probably, environment? I don't know. I would probably get some hate because, yes, I didn't grow up. Like, I yeah. sort of would tune in every once mm-hmm. in a while on Sundays when I was little. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan right. you'll ever find. So it's more of the experience, yeah, right. you know, going to different places mm-hmm. and, and the whole atmosphere and getting up and tailgating or what mm-hmm. have you, depending. Um, but, I, I mean, it is it is a spectacle. I like mm-hmm. to watch it. It's it's less, I feel like, entertaining now because all the cars are, like, exactly the same. Right. Whereas years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. So a lot of them just, like, follow each other. You know, it's interesting when they, like, pan out. Like, at the end of the race, they'll pan out mm-hmm. and everyone tries to, okay. you know, get position. But... Yeah, 
you there's a lot of walking around the track and going to the bars in the track and it is I just wa- I mean like I'm ready to answer the question. Yeah, oh yeah, like it's an experience in that sense. I just wonder. Uh, yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So for me, I think one of the biggest things that blows my mind is these guys they have their heads strapped into the car. So not only not only are they driving around at 180, 200 miles an hour, they have their heads strapped into the car where they cannot move their heads left or right. Mm. So therefore, they have the guy in the ear that's kind of telling the driver where the other cars are at. And then it's fascinating to watch how when you're driving cars that fast, you are able to side draft and draft clean air to come through the car to actually penetrate you quicker and faster around turns and and passing people yeah there, there's a lot of science to it and the indie cars are nuts they don't slow down it's it, it's insane yeah and unlike like nascar around the turns like they go full go the entire time mm-hmm. so like kind of how nascar set up other than the coca-cola 600 which i'll kind of touch on that real quick the reason that race is so big in Charlotte is because the the guy that started the race knew that the Indy 500 was that weekend and what he did to kind of make the race bigger than the Indy 500 is these guys run 400 laps. So it's the longest race of the year in NASCAR. And it's it's long. It is very long. But I I I think for me like how what I enjoy is it's broken down normally in three stages. So you'll have like, let's, let's say like a race is like 250 laps or something. You'll have stage one where it'll be 60 laps. Stage two will be 60 laps. And then the last stage, there's a little more laps in there. And what, what ends up happening is then it becomes a chess game of like, okay, we're, we're flying around the track here. When do we pit? When, when do we get rid of our position to go in, get gas, change their tires, right. and get back on the track strategically knowing that when others pit, then all of a sudden you're going to get jacked up in the race stand. So, like, it's like a chess match, too. All right, so are you able to, like, do you have a certain favorite that you follow as you are, like, watching the race? Because I, if there are... I would assume there are like 20 cars on the track, right? Like 37. Oh, 37 cars yeah. on the track. Are you able to follow, like, do you pick out one or two drivers, cars, whatever it may be, and are you able to focus on those the whole time? Yeah. 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 Is he what I mean? So you can kind of. But I haven't chosen a fandom yet. We'll okay. see. I've, I've been okay. trying to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. See, I, you know, the Nixon familia over these past couple of years, we've always drove Toyotas. So we. We adopted the Toyota drivers because there's not a lot of Toyotas in NASCAR. Okay. It, oh, it, all right. gotcha. It's mostly Chevy, mostly Ford. So, like, Joe Gibbs Racing, the old old Redskins football coach, right. he is a massive NASCAR guy. He's had a team for, hell, probably 30, 40 years now, and he has a, a set of drivers. And within that set, my me and JT's favorite driver is Christopher Bell, number 20. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, but, yeah, so it, it's... It makes it more fun when you have, like, a guy or, like, a team that you root for. It's kind of hard just liking one person right. because, the, you know, the odds of him winning or doing well every single So it's like following week. a team. Essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of a, one of the fun parts, too, is, you know, towards the end of the race, throughout the race, you'll see, like, 
your Toyota teams linking up, and obviously those cars are built for one another to where then you can draft them, and it kind of helps strategically throughout the race. So, right. I mean, kind of like Bubba said, though, mm-hmm. when you go, it, it is an event. It, right. it, it, you show up. You know, you're you're tailgating outside. Then they're they essentially have like a, a festival thing outside the track where you can go get freebies, food, like cool things that you. they do. Okay, yeah, that makes cool. sense. I see. It's, it's just fun. the total experience of yeah, being there. Absolutely. absolutely. I got gotcha. you. Well, that's cool, man. I, yeah. So how was the beach? That's the, what you were doing. The beach was great. Um I, I, what I mean, beach did you go to? So we went down to Avon and the Outer Banks, which mm-hmm. is one of the southern beaches of the strip there. Um, I mean, if from being fully transparent, it was colder down there than it was up here <laughs> that whole weekend. We had some rainy and gray days, but we did have two or three good beach days and we took advantage of that. But I, f- for me, you know, the reason I'm such a beach guy is because I'm I'm naturally built already as a cool, lazy, nonchalant type guy like I Yes, there are days where I have to go do the the bang and bustle and everything like that, but I would much rather just quote unquote live on beach time and just kind of let the day go. So that's a factor that I love. And living anywhere where there's a constant breeze and constant wind, I don't know what it is, but it just helps my mental clarity in the greatest way possible. Was Madeline Klein anywhere in the area? Do you I know? did not see Madeline no, Klein, unfortunately. I uh, didn't see John B., but, you know, I, I brought him home for John B. Yeah. I, I, I did my thing. Uh, yeah. Um, I always appreciate that. Dude, we did see something fucking nuts, though. So we're sitting on the beach. Okay, you know in the, the Everglades in Florida where those guys have those boats with, like, the big propeller fans on the back? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So there was this guy that was literally sitting in a chair that had one of those on the back and had a parachute thing on him, and he was just hovering and flying back <laughs> and forth on the beach. And I've just never seen yeah, anything like that before. He's over the water. He's going up. I think that's up. showing off. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's going <laughs> up. Cool. He's going he's down. Fi- he's fishing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. We were like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm just a big, big fan of just going somewhere where there's no pressure, expectations. You go out. You have good dinners. The restaurants are always cool. They're mom and pop, mm-hmm. locally owned places. So, I love what's, it. A, what's Avon closest to down there? So basically, Rodanthe would be the okay. closest big name one. Okay. Um, but it's probably, I'd say, a half hour south of Nags Head, which is gotcha. probably the biggest. See, I remember, now this, is, this is going back in the day. Okay. So um, I remember I visited my son Robert down there, and I was on, was on the way back, and I said, you know what? I had all this time. And I thought, I'm just going to kind of drive up to the Outer Banks, because I hadn't been up there in a long time. And I wanted to go down to the lighthouse um, all the way. I mean, it's Hatteras. Yes, Hatteras Lighthouse. And so when you get up there, I always love the the town, the Mantio. Yes. Mantio is such a, um, you're probably familiar with that. It's such a cool, like, little town there. And if I ever move to the beach. I like to live in a small town like Mantio. You know what I mean? Like not on the beach, but off the beach, but close enough. Because I just remember back in, I'm getting real sentimental no. in, my, in my old days. We like, love sentimental. I had a um, sentiment house. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> one of my uh, former students uh, in North Carolina graduated and she had her, once she got, she married someone who was in the Air Force 
they actually got married at Mantio in the wintertime. Oh, wow. And it was, like, so cool because, like, you drive up there. You know how you're driving to the beach in the summer. It's, like, it's crowded, and it's, like, ugh. It was like it was such a nice drive up there, but you can go in and you know the town is all lighted for Christmas and it's just so quiet. You go over to the beach and it's just like, mm. you know it's what I nice. mean? It is. And I, anyhow, so I, I just remember that. But then again, that one time I went down, I drove all the way down to Hatteras and now on that whole road. And I've always wanted to like drive down there and stay somewhere along there just so I could say I've, I've stayed there where it's not developed. So if just, yes. So if you ever mm-hmm. do that, like that's where I lived after college. Okay. So if, if oh, you that would, would be so cool. If you would mm-hmm. keep driving past mm-hmm. the lighthouse and getting all the way at the mm-hmm. end there where the ferry takes you to Ocracoke, right. I lived in that little oh, community. Wow, no way. So I, I think I spoiled myself mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. early on in life you because did. I didn't realize <laughs> how expensive you should have stayed. <laughs> I know how, how expensive it would be to do it as an adult. And it was just kind of one of those after mm. college, like, I want to prove to myself yeah, that, I can, that I can manage and do it. Yeah. And it was great. So, I, I mean... Oh, that's I, just beautiful. I agree there. with mm-hmm. you, though. Like, mm-hmm. I... So, like, if, if we're talking about the beachy parts of the Outer Banks, mm-hmm. my top two would be always Ocracoke first mm-hmm. and then Avon. Right. But I love those, like, Mantio, Buxton, mm-hmm. Frisco, yes. where, like, mm-hmm. if you blindfolded somebody, picked them up, and mm-hmm. dropped them in there... You wouldn't realize you're at the beach, right? Absolutely, and, and I love that. Absolutely, I, I would love to go down and go down there again at some point in time, and just well, you have to come visit. Me. Absolutely, that would be mm, that would be a that would definitely be on my bucket list. Yeah, we could do there. a podcast every day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Oh, that would be neat. It would be. Yeah, it would any, be. You know, I just remember how cool that was. Just driving single lane, going down right along the ocean, and you're just like. What's going on here? At some like, point in my life, you, hopefully in the next two years, I'll be there. Yeah, have you somewhere. done that before? Gone down that? I've been to Corolla once, okay. so I've been to the Outer Banks one time. But yeah, going the Southwick, Corolla, like you go up there and it's beautiful and everything, but it's just like to me, it's just like you're driving and you know you're just going deeper. But I like to just go in the southern mm-hmm. direction. It's a different vibe altogether. And see, for me, mm-hmm. the Outer Banks show, in my head, just knowing how it's laid out there, the Kooks. I think are in Duck, Corolla, and mm-hmm. Southern Shores, gotcha. and then mm-hmm. the Pogues are more yeah. south. I, I, I do remember some of the houses mm-hmm. are just like on like you've never They're, seen that in your I, life. Yes, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, I just I just want to go down that southern part, see what that's like. I'm trying to remember which. Uh, there's like a a famous famous actress that owned or used to own one of the big houses down in Hatteras, like the massive mm. and she was a very she's a very well named person and I I want to say Reese Witherspoon, but I don't think it's Reese Witherspoon. I'm a big Reese Witherspoon fan. Yeah. Or but and then Nicole Kidman comes to mind, but I don't think it's her. It wouldn't either. be Sandra Bullock, would it? Because Sandra Bullock went to East Carolina University. That's uh, what I would first start thinking about. Like because in that area, that would be someone who would So so, so when you said mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. She's in that pot of names right. mm-hmm. that, like, it was one of those. Yeah, that's who I would think, but I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is. I've, I just, like, I just love that atmosphere, yeah. I guess. Like, and, I, I, you know, there's people that, because it, 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 it's funny. There's a girl that was working at the restaurant, and probably a little older than me. She was a, she was a mom, and she... She was, it's just funny how people's brains work. Cause she's grew up there her whole life. Yeah. 
And her dream is she wants to move to New York City. So, like, it's just, it's funny how, like, you know, she's had that. And she's yeah. like, I need to get out of here. You know what I mean? It's definitely interesting. I, I think the neat thing about being down south is kind of what you said earlier about you just being that, I don't know how you described yourself. Like, you just get up, you go, and you just do it. Yeah. On the, on the, it's just, it's a different pace. And I remember when I first moved down to North Carolina, it was so, it took me a while to actually like slow down because yeah. everyone's like, we do things at a different pace here. And I don't know if it's because of the heat or the culture or whatever it is, but it's definitely a different pace. I, even so, like, when I remember coming back here, I was like, wow, everyone's just like rushing, going here, 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 here. You got to go, go, go. And I just like, you know, I miss that, that pace of that. Yeah. Because there's something to that. I think that'd be great for me because yeah. I'm rushing mm -hmm. all the time. Like that's right. all I do yeah. every day is rush for no yeah. reason. And you have to dial back and like really just say, be in that that moment yeah. down there. And, so. it, and it could be mental, could just be natural. I don't know, but I just I just wake up earlier there. Mm -hmm. I wake up earlier there, like yeah. without an alarm clock. It's nice. You walk down to the close gas station or the beach you get mm -hmm. a coffee and then then you come back and it's just so nice like i i think that was kind of how you said like the hustle and bustle that was the biggest transition for me when i when i moved from morgantown west virginia when you don't start going out until <laughs> 10 or 10 30 at night yeah to hatteras village yeah. Where by nine, Closes. by <laughs> nine or ten, <laughs> lights off. Yeah, everything's that is, closed. That's what's so cool about that. It's, it's awesome. Like, it's so natural. Yeah, <laughs> and and you you wake up, things will be open mm -hmm. from like four thirty to ten <laughs> for breakfast, then they shut Jeez. down. Right. Yeah. And then they open back up at like four again mm -hmm. to whatever for dinner, and it's just I, I don't know. I uh, I'm so close to the coffee shop down there, the Wheeling Coffee Shop, and I walk <laughs> today. I, I'm I'm gonna be a coffee shop guy. It's yeah. Great. It's the best. Sat yeah. outside for a I little bit. I see that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's exercise. Yeah. While getting your coffee, it you know, nice walk. It's mm -hmm. the brain flow in oh, the morning. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, I agree. Mean, very cool. I agree. But uh, I guess we'll kind of kick it to you since somehow we're already 22 minutes in. Um, what have... What have you been up to? I mean, I know your life changes. Let's let's update the people. You're you're a new man now. I okay. Yeah, I'm a different person, but I remember the person I used to be. You That's know right. I mean? That's, That's why right. I look at it. That's right. Um I don't know. I think I fell off the face of the earth um late fall. We were talking about it before. I'm gonna be real. We're allowed to, we still do that on here. Or we just talk about no. We we okay. All right. It's all right, real all right. shit over here. No, I just think um, I recently uh, it was a hard decision. I decided to uh, retire from teaching after 33 years. Um, it was a hard, very difficult decision, but. Um, I think it all kind of, I think it started, like, for me, there's so many different things that came into it, but I think um, probably in the fall, um, I was actually thinking about it last spring. It's like, how much longer can I keep doing it before I'm like, because I, I never wanted to get to the point where I hated what I was doing. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to, you know, it, you can have a career, and I'm blessed to have taught so many incredible people. Um, and had so many incredible experiences, but at some point in time, if you just get, you're tired and you just don't feel like you can put the same kind of energy into it, you have to make some changes. And that's kind of what I said. And 
then I went to my doctor, you know, for my checkup, and they were nurses trying to get my blood pressure. It's like this isn't right. I said, I'm just sitting here. I said, well, let me try it again. Okay, that can't be right. And then she tried it a third time. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna have uh, Dr. Donzala come in here <laughs> and check it out. So he came in and says, I hear you're having a hard time getting your blood pressure checked. And he was like, well, let me check it. And that was the first thing he did. He's like, hmm. All right, well, we're going to continue on with this conversation, but I'm going to let you know right now you're not leaving today until you're on, um, I get you on some medicine, because he said you were like 10 points away from being in the hospital. And I, I you know, I guess it's like you, um, you know, when you, I don't, you know what the word grind means, right? Oh, you know yeah. I, mean? oh like, yeah. I never like, leave the grind. Me and Bubba yeah. live on the grind. That's what I'm saying. Like when you grind so hard and like you feel like you got to keep going, going, going all the time you start putting different things on the back burner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your health, your mental well-being, and, you know, your personal life. And I think that's what I had done. And I, he was like, this is not healthy whatsoever. And he said, well, I'm going to put you on this. And I said, well, um, what about, like, and I did say this, like, what about medicinal marijuana? And he was like, well, fuck yeah. I well, <laughs> it was just, it was, I I've been thinking about it because I needed something to kind of like, because I couldn't get, I couldn't dial myself back. And we you know have a dispenser I mean? here now too in Warwood. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, and well, I'm not, I'm not plugging medicinal marijuana. I just want to say it was on my radar only because of like, I think you get to the point where, and you both probably know this when you're just stressed, you have so many things to do. For sure. And you get to this point like, duh, 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 and he was like, AJ, you know, I, I don't prescribe that for people i mean i don't have feel one way or the other about if you want to try it you know you try it i don't i know a lot of people are doing it and are successful with it but you know i think there are ways to get that that you know feel free to do that if you want to but anything to kind of get you to, to relax and i was like okay so i feel good that i asked that because that's been on the back of my mind but i just went ahead with the pharmaceutical stuff yeah and, um got on that and I don't know. It was just thought it was a really long year, and I always felt like I was just like holding on for dear life to the end of the year, and it was tough. It was just it was not an easy decision. So well, now now that now that yeah. you are retired, mm -hmm. you're kind of taking a little step back. You can mm -hmm. probably look at it from a different angle. Maybe, maybe not. It might be a little too fresh still. My my biggest question is somebody that's not a teacher, because um, I know that is a very specific skill with patients, with the things you have to know. What, what I guess, what is the, the main thing, I guess, that stresses you out about teaching? Is, it, is there pressure where you know that you're putting guidance into young kids' brains and kind of help steer them in a the right direction? Is it more of knowing that you're going to have to deal with maybe younger adults where there might be times where they might not understand what, what you're saying. Like, what, what's kind of that one or two main pressure points at, as a teacher where after a while you, you, you kind of realize, you know, you have put your health on the back burner. You notice, you know, your stress levels are high, your blood pressure's high. What, what is like the one or two things that, put that stress and pressure on you because like i said somebody that's not in that mm -hmm. field you know like my brain it's like you show up every day you teach kids stuff you leave like what's right. the inside baseball of teaching that the, gets you to that level? well that's it that's an excellent wow 
We're firing on all <laughs> cylinders today, baby. What the Bang. fuck's going on here this morning? It's like we've got uh, professionals. Man, that's really a good question. All right. Um, I'm a kind of, okay, in general, my experience, uh, there are a couple different ways you can look at it. There's my personal way, and it's what, like, choices that teachers have to make. Um, one of the issues, I, I don't think, and I'm not going to say, you know, teachers are underpaid. We all know we're underpaid. But that's not, you don't, we don't have summers off. That's not what that means. And all that other stuff you have to listen to all the time. But like the big thing for me was always um, how to separate your work life from your home. Like working, and it's different now since COVID. You're working, you work from home, Mm -hmm. correct? And you work from home. And, you know, the challenge like for you is like, how do you separate work from home and you were talking earlier about like how do you like you want to go and be able to work in another place another you know not another place but like a different location and you can do that which i think is incredible um <coughs> excuse me but um i think what was happening with a lot of teachers because schools are so it's everything so centralized like you have to be at school with the students and it's being able to separate what's at school from what's at home. And I think for a lot of years, um, I mistakenly kept saying, I can't get all this work done at school, so I, therefore I need to take it home. Right. Or I'm not going to be able to get stuff done. And, like, you know, if you're a conscientious teacher, you want to make sure that your students get feedback as soon as possible, but there's only so much time in the day. Makes sense. That, that's that's yeah. what we should have had more of a conscience of, yeah. like, oh, we're not getting our fucking papers back for a week. It's what? like, well, Jesus Christ, right. you know, you have so much to do. I, I yeah, I agree. It's always like, just give me as long to grade to, down to read ten you, page papers. Yeah, because I know it's like, it, like when I do a senior research paper, it was always like this year was like fifty nine of them, and I was like, oh my Jeez. god, you know, how many pages? Ten at least, eight right? to ten pages. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it was rough, and um. You know, it took forever to put them together, and it's not, I can teach that, it's not a problem of teaching it, but it's just like, that is so time-consuming, and I always want to try to get it back as soon as possible, and I always told my students, I'm like, I'm not, you're not going to get these back next week, it's not going right. to happen, you'll get them back around this time, and I ended up eventually just starting to put a number on the board, like, this <laughs> is how many, I've, I have this many to grade, this is how many I've graded, and it was like a little tally, and if they asked me, I just point over there and say, well, what's taking so it takes me at least 15 minutes to 15 to 20 minutes to really to read a good paper if it's a bad if it's like really poorly done it's it's worse because it takes longer to do that it would take me like 3 hours to read one it is because you want to <laughs> and that's and it was like but it was overwhelming and i just remember back in the day like like dragging these papers back and forth to home and like for, back and forth from school to home and putting them in a you know, bag and like, oh my gosh, I got to get through these and sitting up all night trying to grade these. And I was like, why am I doing that? And I think you separate, you know, what you're doing. It, I, there was no separation for me. And that that's right. stu- that stuff I don't think about. Like yeah. as an outsider, right. like I, you know, you you kind of me growing up my whole right. life. It was you know, turn the paper in, you right. you get it back when you when you get it. But in your brain, you think. uh Computers just like right, you know what I mean. It's absolutely. Like, it's an actual human right. that has to sit right. down and do all that. And stuff. that's the biggest challenge. Is like even as a teacher, I, I could go on and on about things revolving education, but like, um, 
it, it, at school, typically, there are different types of schedules. And we had, you know, I've always taught on a year-long schedule where we had, like, one planning a day. And that would be, so, like, if you had a 45-minute class, then, and you had six of those classes a day, you had one 45-minute planning, which would be, that's your time to plan, that's your time to grade, that's your time to make phone calls. If not, you stay after school until you kind of get those yeah. done, or they come Damn. the next day. And th- that was the, some of the crazy, mm-hmm. like, when we would, um, we would have, like, pregame meal for football, mm-hmm. so we'd... We'd have practice, then we'd go to church, then we'd come back to school for the meal. And it was like, you'd see some of the teachers, you'd be like, now these are the, yeah, these teachers yeah, really care. They're still is. here at, you know, yeah. and that was always right. really cool and to see. You had, you had Coach Conlon, didn't you? Did yes. You and I just remember, like, um, I was fortunate enough to meet him when I first came there. He was a really good guy, um, great math teacher. One of the best. One of the best. And um, rest his soul. Yes, sir. But, um, you know, I kind of learned from him because I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. But one of the things that he did is he stayed until it was done and he took nothing home. Gotcha. So it was like, I'm going to stay till like four o'clock, four 30, get it done. That's probably, he's probably one of those people that you would see leaving. And that's what I was doing. And I was okay with that. But then that becomes like working seven to like four every day with like a half an hour lunch and stuff. And then it, it just, it just wears on you. It's like driving your car. Like, if your body's a car, you're just driving, 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 like, five days a week. And it was just really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but sure. he, that's what I learned from him. And, I, you know, I try to tell, like, my friend Betsy and other teachers that I have at, um, at Central, say, you know, do not take your stuff home. Yeah. You know, if they really want you to, you know, it's going to sound terrible, but if they really want you to get all this work done, they're going to pay you more and give yeah. you some more time in the day to do that. And, and it, it, You preach. just can't. And it, that's what it was. And that was going to go to my next question, too, because mm-hmm. one of the the thing I miss most working from home is, like, you know, the community of people. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. I've never really even had that since mm-hmm. graduating college. Um, so, like, I feel like that'd be more so with teachers. Like, do you get, like, are you good friends with other teachers? You would get together and be like, you know, these fucking kids and stuff like that? Or, or do you kind of keep to yourself? Well, that is a really good question. And it's like any take. In any job situation, there are going to be people you gravitate towards right. and people you don't gravitate Definitely. towards. Definitely. People that, like, when they come in your room, they're like, or your office or whatever, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very matter of fact. But then there are people <laughs> that are going to come in, and you call them your work besties, you know what I mean? They come in. Work and they, wife. Yeah. And we like, all got them. Right. And you just, and you talk, and you, like, you share all kinds of things. You collaborate. You bitch about the kids. You celebrate the kids. You do all kinds of stuff. And you have a core group like that. And I've always had, even when I was in North Carolina, I always had a core group. And, gotcha. But I think it's important, like, in any work environment that you are not that you socialize with people because i think in a lot of work environments we've become too too much like a social organization i think it's like we can be professional we can we can you definitely have to separate yeah yeah because you're not going to get any work done if you're walking around talking all the time or like socializing and that's that's kind of what i learned um, like there are a few people that I'm, I can sit down with and if they have a problem, they can come. My door's always open and gotcha. I will stop what I'm doing to talk to them. But, you know, other times like, you know, I guess I got, I got so much stuff to do and it's hard. It's just, it was, it's really, it was difficult. And I, for me, when I, um, when I stopped the other, the personal part of it is like, for me, um, like you can shoot at any job, whether, you know, you're working in the bank or you're working in, um, 
tech sales, tech sales. You know, you put you put your heart and soul into it. You want to do it well because your work is a representation of you. And so there are a lot of people in the world who just kind of go through the motions, and you know that's their choice. Um, but I was never one of those people. I always wanted to make sure I was doing the best job I could. And for me, it was just really, it had gotten really difficult to be as involved and as emotionally connected to the students year after year. Cause it just kind of, yeah, it just, it wears on you. Um, after a while, you're like, I don't know if I can like have that energy that I need to do a good job and to be devoted to this group of students that are coming in. If I know that halfway through the year, I'm going to start thinking about I can't do this anymore. And so that's that's where it was. So I don't know. So I guess my next question that actually just popped into the dome. Um society and everything is changing now to where, you know, younger people's brains are more in the the term that they use is TikTok mind versus mm-hmm. go, being able to to go and sit down and watch a two hour movie in a movie theater versus, you know, pulling something up on your phone and watching a funny clip in one to two minutes and you can get multiple of those in that two hours. Do you think we're getting to a point now with technology and with how the world works that education to be the most efficient way, do you think the structure of that has to change? Oh, it's changing right now, I think, as we speak. I think when COVID came, uh, a lot of students... um, you know, gravitate, they had to do things online. Uh, many young people didn't come back to school because of the anxiety of being away from school and the pressures of it. And they found that I can still, I could just do my classes online. And so oh, I think, really? st- yeah. And I think students are like becoming like, it, there are different ways of getting your education, so to speak now, as opposed to in the past. In the past, you know, you grew up with that. Like, you come in, you sit in the classroom, you're here for this time period, the bell rings, you go through this. It's that, there, you know, it's that industrial age yeah. um, thing. But, I mean, we've talked, mm-hmm. I mean, countless times mm-hmm. on here about how, like, fundamental that mm-hmm. is to, like, be mm-hmm. in that social sphere right. early. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's advantages to, I right. mean, you know, safety of mm-hmm. staying in your own home. But mm-hmm. I feel like that would be, you know, down the road detrimental mm-hmm. very much so. so. Well, it's... It, it just, I think it's changing. I think there's yeah. more technology out there. You know, God love them. I don't know how the teachers are going to handle this AI stuff that's coming up, AI-generated yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. essays and stuff. I've yeah, seen I, them. Yeah. I've what been you- there. I've called people. I said, this isn't yours. And, and I have to explain why. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, God love them. I don't know how they're going to fight that battle. It's, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't really think about that. It's, it's, it's getting good. It's getting a lot better, I feel uh-huh. like, than before. So Better and... You mean like in terms of the technology mm-hmm. is oh yeah it without like I mean I've never obviously mm-hmm. tried to get someone to write a paper or a computer mm-hmm. but I feel like before you can you know tell it to use a different voice or you can mm-hmm. t- it's getting better in that right. regard it's mm-hmm. just not a you know robotic speak it's you no, know it's like maybe personalized whole, you now can put a prompt in a paper like I I did it just to see what it was anybody can do it you can just put a prompt like the teacher gives you and put it into one of these AI chat generators GPT. chat GPT right. Mm-hmm. And it'll generate an essay. And if you're not on top of it as a teacher, that, you know, you could possibly get that. And, you know, a lot of people are pushing for that because it helps show them structure and organization. But I'm like, I just don't want to go through it's trying not to figure you. It's, it's not, like, <laughs> it isn't. And they sound like AI papers, but yeah. they're really 
they're actually the really good papers it's though. Ex- expression not, is the point. Like I remember, like last year we did. Um, they, uh, this is when it was first starting to come out. We were we had read Hamlet, um, and we compared they we compared it to the Lion King, and so we watched the Lion King, and we, you know, we did our like little Venn diagrams and just kind of like talked about the similarities and differences, and it was like really cool. And I was like, and then they had to write their own paper about you know, whether or not the same themes are in there. And I put one in an AI generator. It's like, wow. And yeah. it was able to do that. <laughs> and it's like, that's freaky. Yeah. yeah it, it it, like, like yeah. for for the AI stuff, mm-hmm. I, I think, be, because, okay, growing up in our day and age, you know, you would have people that would be able to retain information without having to study. You know, you would have mm-hmm. other people that would, have to put hours in each, you know, night to try mm-hmm. to retain the information. And then you would have people like me that would cram the night before, mm-hmm. two nights before. You know, people say you don't remember information. It's more memorizing, wh- whatever it may be. I think the biggest thing for me with the AI stuff is you're actually, there's a tool out there now kind of like that's adjacent to the cell phone to where, you don't have to really remember anything. Nope. All you have to do is just have a one or two sentence prompt, mm-hmm. and it can just give right. you an entire essay, feed, yeah, outline, absolutely. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where my restructuring of education stems from, because in my because I'm closer to a student than I would be anything else. Because yeah, it's been like. 20 years or 10 years out of college whatever it may be but like for me i i would struggle being an adult right now with kids in school because i would feel like i'm paying for a let's just say college to where mm-hmm. let's be real most kids are probably just going to be using ai to type most of their papers and what's the point of paying all this money to send somebody somewhere other than the camaraderie, you know, right. social stuff. I get mm-hmm. that that's a big part of college. That's just kind of where, where I worry about things because I feel like you have to kind of restructure it a little bit in terms of what, how are we going to be able to teach people more so life skills? And that's where I worry right. now. It's, it, it's not the, you know, doing papers at home and everything. It's it's the life skills part that I feel like a lot of kids aren't going to get because parents or themselves don't want to put themselves in a massive debt to learn things yep. when now you can just pull things up on the internet or mm-hmm. YouTube or AI. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's weird well, I think to educational me. institutions are going to be on top of that. I don't know. It, is it, if you've ever seen one, it's, you can tell that it's an AI-generated paper. But what happens is when you students are going to embrace that and they're going to know how to make changes to it, like a big thing. Which that, that's what I would do, just hand oh, yeah. up, if I'm and, being honest. Yeah. Like, well, they'll, what they'll do, like, and I've had students who do this, and I try to explain to them, it's, it's still plagiarism when you do it, but they don't, they don't get it. You know, the copying, pasting idea, like you take something off the Internet, you paste it on there, and then you change a couple words around. You change a couple <laughs> words around. It's like, you put these words in there. And I said, well, that's not common knowledge, so how do you know that? Well, yeah. I just read it. It says, well, you just can't put it in there because that's just not common knowledge, and it doesn't, even, it doesn't even sound like you as you're writing. And that's kind of what we've been dealing with all along, but now it's just another 
another, you know, animal in the room. And I know that, you know, um, they're already looking at, like, we, we always used to use, um, and we still, we still use that, um, that turnitin.com that checked for, um, it's a, you upload the, a paper there and it's able to see if there are any matches, like if someone's using oh, wow. a, a paper and it's actually, and a lot of colleges use that now, but it'll, it'll check and say, are you citing this, citing this, citing this, citing this? Is it something that, like, is the whole paper from somewhere else? And it can detect that as long as it's been something, somebody has put it in there. Like, when we did the research paper, they all have to upload it. And so some of them had, like, 40% matching. And they're like, oh, no, does that mean I plagiarized? No, it just means that it's telling you, this part here also appears someone else, somewhere else, so someone else used the same kind of information. So are you citing it? And so that was a really nice tool to have. And so now the new tool is going to be an AI um, checker to see if, like, is this an AI-produced paper? And that's where I – good luck. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but, be, because I, as you're saying that, I completely am understanding yeah. what you're saying a thousand percent. Well, but you do but that then, yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then on on my end, I'm sitting here thinking like, how many times can people write the same thing over and over again before it does start? You can find other things where people's brains were kind of ticking the same right, way, right. and where short, right? You know, where so it may not be plagiarism, but it may just be these people think the same, right? And that's where like, <coughs> excuse me. What we've always done, and, and conscientious people who teach English will do the same thing. Like, if you're doing a research paper, you're not going to say, hey, just turn in this paper on this date, and you figure it out yourself. As a teacher, you have to say, well, I always, I've always done it old school with note cards and doing outlines and you know, drafting and doing parts of it and turning in pieces at a time. So that way, it should never be a surprise to me, the paper that someone turns in. Right. Yeah. And so that's where teachers are just going to have to do that, continue to do that and do the old school way. Because what happens if, like, all these kids are just continuing to use this and it's not checked and you're in the workplace and now you, you're hiring people, you're that's, hiring people, and they have no common sense about that, how to write anything or do it's, anything. It's also, like, the work skills, right? I mean, these people yeah. are going to be leaders eventually. They're going to be in well, charge of other people. Right. It's like, if you don't know shit, I mean, right. come on. Right. right, absolutely. It's like, you know, I kind of look at it as, like, Technology is always at least five years more advanced than we're actually seeing it. You know what I mean? Like if you go into a fast food restaurant and you see, and not that there's, a, there's nothing wrong with work in fast food, but like the cash registers now, there are pictures on it. And it's like, it's easier to do. And it tells you the exact change. What's taking out like the thought process behind that and understanding mm -hmm. how to do things and people's ability to read. It's the same thing. It's in the grocery store. Yeah, you know? that's it's just, true. It is. It's Be, just, yeah. Because now, now we don't really have to use our brains like we used no. to. We just have a thing that does mm -hmm. it for us. Oh, hell, you know, go to, go to Kroger. I was at Kroger and the other yesterday and I had a cantaloupe and I was like, Oh, it didn't have one of the little, codes on it. I was like, shoot. And so, it, well, do you want to look it up by picture <laughs> or by name? Picture, please. Yeah. <laughs> and it was picture. And there were like two cantaloupes there, large and small. And I'm like, I don't even know which one to pick. It looks like a small cantaloupe to me, but there's no number on it. Oh, so you just pick small. I just picked the small one and it's, <laughs> it froze the machine. And the lady came over and she was like, is there something going on? I said, I don't know. I, this looks like it's a small cantaloupe to me. 
but it's saying it's not going to take it. She says, well, let me see. And she went through it. She said, what did you hit again? I said, and it just, it popped on the screen. I saw a lemon on the screen. <laughs> and I said, I hit lemon. She said, why would you hit lemon? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hitting lemon so I can, like, buy a lemon cheaper than I would, like, doing that scam thing of trying to get fruit through there. I really, I picked small cantaloupe. She says, well, I don't know if this is a small one. I'm going to hit a big one. I said, but I don't oh, think it's a big on, cantaloupe. Lady. <laughs> and what? I'm like, but that's kind of where we are. And I don't want to argue with a machine or the but you know shit what, you know what, what <laughs> one of my friends in college cuz the the uh Krogucci in in Morgantown had like a self-serve like nut thing and um he was really healthy and I what I forget what nut it was but he would always get like a, a super healthy nut and he'd mm-hmm. get like bags of them and he'd always choose like uh the smallest <laughs> like poppy seeds <laughs> in the self checkout. Oh my. And uh so there had to be an inventory guy somewhere mm-hmm. that's like this guy is getting twenty pounds of right. poppy seeds and then he got clipped one time. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know what, I don't want him. I was made a mistake. Well, I funny. think that's what I think that's what people are doing. Oh, but you know, the st- what are you going to do? Like the stores are bringing, uh, you don't want to say they're right. bringing it, the companies are bringing it on themselves if you're replacing it. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> I, you know, you're going to have someone stand there watching everyone, but why not just have someone check it out? If you're, you know. this, this is a great mm-hmm. segue to one of my hates of the week. C- okay. Can I get into it right oh, now? Absolutely. Get after it, King. I hate self-checkouts. I hate <laughs> them. I don't care. I despise them. And even more than the self-checkouts in general, I hate older people who take their full buggies to the self-checkout. Everyone complains that there is no checkout lines in Walmart. I was in Walmart this week. There was like three empty checkout lanes with a person and a bagger. Their job is to scan your items and then bag them. How easy is that? Instead, every self-checkout lane was taken by an elderly individual with a whole cart full, and they're sitting there trying, same thing. Mm -hmm. Is this a large cantaloupe? It's like, that's their job. <laughs> Just go to them. <laughs> this would take five minutes. Instead, it's taking you 15 minutes. So yeah. I went uh, an hour over. I had three items. They scanned them, put them in a bag for me, and I paid, and I was out. Well, it, it, it's like, mm-hmm. it's what, like it, it should be like an unsaid thing. Like, you have 49 yes, million items. Go to the individual. They have someone standing there. Right. They should be saying, stop. Right. Yeah, clearly you. Let have. me direct you, ma'am. <laughs> Let me direct you. This is the this is the small, the short, yeah, like under twelve. Convenience. This, this is, is the, a convenience this is the one that's a, like particularly at Walmart. You got the one that's like real quick, and then you got the longer one. Yeah, you put them on there, with and then the you belt. Got the, the yeah, total the luxurious one where someone gets to check. It. <laughs> well, Sorry, Jake. It, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. You're good. That's I'm very why, fired up about well, it. But that that's why I laugh about going to the CVS because. <laughs> They will have people that will operate the self-checkout machines for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, but isn't that just it's a going to self-checkout? Cashier? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, why why don't you just go behind the normal cash right. register instead of making me wait in a self-checkout line where you're going <laughs> to self-check me out anyways? I don't. Know. It makes it, it just makes no sense. So I agree. And I'm not going to do my work for Walmart. I'm going to go to the lady. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting paid. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. your thing, girl. Whip yeah. it. Throw them in the yeah. bag. Do your cool shit that you do. Dang. No. I've, well, because I've, they're all, it, because at Walmart and at Kroger and like some of the other bigger stores, they're doing all the, the shop online. Yeah. The baggers. I'm like, that makes it harder. Like, I'm, everyone who says that they love it, you know, it's great, but I like to get out and shop for my own food. Yeah. You know, it's like a, I think it's a human what is that? What's the word I'm thinking about? Like, 
the hunting and gathering. Uh, it's, yeah. it's genetic, genetic that we get out and we hunt and we search for our food. I feel like people are different because I'm the same way. I like to be in the <laughs> amongst yes. the people, which right, not right. everyone's like. And I understand right. the the want to just pull up. But I like the bank I worked at was inside a grocery store at Huntington, and we were right next to the those people, those mm-hmm. shoppers. I don't know what mm-hmm. they're called, but you'd see it all the time. They're like, "Oh, we're out of whatever. Just give them this." It's right. like, well. What if they don't want that? <laughs> and it's and they're the huge their their carts are twice the size yeah. of the normal cart, and they're just huge. It's like a train going through the store, <laughs> yeah. and you're like a little in a little Toyota. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, so for me, I, mm-hmm. I I can speak on the reason I have preferred click list at least throughout the Uh-oh. week <laughs> versus going in is because I have found when I go into the store. I'm probably going to easily spend 40 to 50 more dollars on things that I wouldn't need (laughs) versus just having a person bring them out to me, which I'm with you. I like going in. I like getting dirty when I'm like going to get alcohol or a couple certain things, but I do it consciously to try to save myself money. Cause if mm-hmm. I go in the store, I'm like, Oh, this drink looks good. Let's mm-hmm. get 10. No, and, you know, I'm just throwing it, them in. It even more in my adult age too. I'm like, you know, I work all day. I go to the gym. Then I have to eat. And then right. you throw it an hour at the store. It's like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going right. to bed now. And mm-hmm. I've, you know, I have absolutely no day after work. Yeah. No time but after work, so. I a thousand percent agree with the human genetic thing where we we are losing the lost art mm-hmm. of going out and shopping mm-hmm. versus or just being amongst other people all the time yeah or just yeah. even like being i mean you could even take a, a step beyond that like the streaming services that we all have and that we're like we're, we're so comfortable now like you know i wanted to go see guardians in the galaxy volume three but you know I was out a month ago. I'm to the point where I'm just going to wait yeah. another month till it comes on Disney Plus. Definitely. And so, you know, it's just like we, all this, all these advances keep making us more sedentary, more lazy, and we have to kind of push ourselves to go out and do things. You know what I mean? Which is that that's what that's what freaks me out a little. Absolutely, bit. Absolutely, yeah. I I harp I on it all the time, but especially when you're working from home and mm-hmm. doing everything from home. And yeah, it's isn't like, that hard for you guys? It's, it's really hard. Yeah. I, I like it. Like, it's great, but at the same time, it, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I love it now. I mean, I haven't been doing it for a year yet. I, I guess it's kind of hard for me to answer this question right now because I was used to staying on the road four nights a week right. traveling across West Virginia for mm-hmm. four years. So, right. like, it, 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 it is I, – I just like it because I can work – I can mm-hmm. get my dishes done if I want to. Right. I can do my laundry you know? throughout the day. <laughs> right. I can clean while I'm working. And then after work, if I choose to do something mm-hmm. else, I don't have to worry about getting all yeah. that stuff done because it's done already. But do you miss that social interaction? But you weren't, but being on the road, you weren't getting in as much social interaction as you wanted to anyhow. Yeah, I would right. just walk in stores and yeah, there's that social interaction right. of people in there, but it's not like yeah. It's not like a normal social interaction. So the last time say. that you worked someplace where you were like, like with people all the time was when you were working at the beach. Then was that be- Enterprise? That be- Enterprise. It would have right. been Enterprise. Which, okay. oh, that's um, right. yeah, I okay. did that for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know. Do you miss that at all? Like, no, I, I don't. And okay. and I, I think the only reason why it's not that I don't miss being around people. 
It's that I don't miss people going out of their way to be rude assholes no. for no reason. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's harder to be a dickhead than it is to just be a nice person. I truly believe that. I, I will stand by that. I think it's much more natural to just be kind and, you know, thank you or no worries or whatever than bitching up a storm for no reason. So I don't miss that atmosphere of it, no. Like, I, I like where I'm at now because in a, in a salesman brain, it's more easy to turn a no into a yes over the phone than it is in person. And I always said that even at National Tobacco, mm-hmm. some days we would call because when you when you have somebody on the phone, you have more of their attention because you're actually in their ear versus talking to somebody in real life where, yes, they might be talking to you, but they're, they have a customer in front of them. They're right. dealing with the bathroom problem here. They're dealing with this there to where, yes, you are talking face-to-face. Right. But you don't have their full attention. Whereas in phones, it's like a rebuttal over the phone. Yeah, it doesn't work all the time. But it's much easier to push back on the phone than it is to get shut down in person right. before. So, like, I, I don't know. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of where, where my next kind of guidance thing was going to be since we're back on the working from home stuff is have you thought of, because obviously you love teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think that we know that it's it's very evident. You enjoy the interactions, educating people, whatever it may be. Have you thought of going into a remote teacher role where you teach from home? Absolutely not. No, no. I will not do that. No, I'm gonna. My plan right now is like I I've been working a long time. I have enough like investments and stuff that I don't need to work. Nice. Right well, now, so like I'm, I'm good. I'm just waiting for sixty two to come along, and then I'll be like, "That's awesome." That is. You know awesome. what I mean? I'm just saying it's nice, and I, you know, I've worked hard all my life for this, and I, I feel like I'm good with that. I don't want to do remote because I don't want to be sitting in front of a computer screen and having to talk to students. That's not what I enjoy doing. I am gonna. I told you know, I told them at Central I'll be glad to come in and substitute once in a while, just so you know, I'm still kind of keeping my my foot in there but i don't have that i don't have any papers to take home i don't yeah. have any planning to go on i still yeah. get that interaction i can still teach if it's a, a day or if it's for a week whatever it may be and that's good enough for me so that way i have free time to come and go and do as i please and love that you know that's 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 what i want so Ooh. when people say what are you gonna do with your free time i'm not even i have so busy right now i don't even know what to say I'm yeah like, i'm more busy now than i was during school just trying to catch up on everything so what one of my <laughs> more hated questions is like the hobbies questions but do you have like do you have anything lined up are you excited to get into anything that you have more time well now yeah like i i enjoy working out in the yard it doesn't Mm -hmm. bother me i like landscaping and doing stuff like that i just i never had that energy to do that i was like shit i'm so tired all the time i don't feel like going out and doing that i i want to be able to i'm anxious to like read you know just like read it's not that I couldn't read before, but picture this. You've just been reading. Right. You spent a month reading 360 research papers, and, like, I can't read anything. Is, you know? is it tough to, like, turn that mind off? Like, you're reading a book, and you're like, I don't know why he did that here. You still have that, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, so cool. And I'm yeah. always, like, even when I'm reading, like. <laughs> it's going to no direction here. It's going yeah. to, like, this is disturbing. <laughs> like, why are you writing it like this? And yeah. I, I do think like that, and that's okay. But then, um. But it's hard. Like, I've always been like, okay, I'm reading this book. I wonder if this would be a good book that I could use with my students. 
Right. And then I'm like, so like all my book choices have been, what is something I could actually use? And that's, I don't like that. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, want to continue writing. Love to be able to get back <laughs> in the podcast game. There you point. go. Well, yeah, watch you're retired saying. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have an open invite for whenever you want to come on. Absolutely. You, I appreciate it. Yeah, you have I know mm-hmm. before you were busy, slammed. Mm-hmm. I get it. You have the doors open. Right. Uh we normally record, you know, sometimes Thursday evenings, sometimes Fridays we bounce it around, but I will let me know. keep you in the loop and you are more than welcome to come whenever you want cuz well, I appreciate I, it. I I enjoy and I've always told JT this, I've told the guys this. I like having somebody on the program, as Pat McAfee would say, <laughs> that uh, that the brain might not work the same way as, as ours do. Because mm-hmm. we all kind of grew up in that same realm. Mm-hmm. You grew, you were in that realm, but you were right. much more mature at the time. So, yeah, open invite. The door's Absolutely. always open. And it's crazy. I'm just going to throw this out there. Yesterday, as I was driving around, I was taking my aunt to get her hair done and running over to Sam's Club and stuff. And I was driving down by Kroger before I went in to get the cantaloupe. And I was like, oh, dang, if I just drive down there, that's where Jake lives. I haven't been down to see those podcasts in a while. And it was just weird. I was like, I, I should really text Jake and see, like, when they're going to re-record, just so I can go just go listen or something. And I got home, and that's when you had texted me. Nice. And I'm just telling nice you, timing. it was like this. It was like the universe aligned. I firmly believe that God puts like little things out there for you and you just got to be aware and it's like when you're as you said earlier depression is about what happens in the past or what did regret about the past anxiety is about what's going on in the future very wise words and this whole idea about being present you got to remain present so like when little things like that come up you hear them because if you're thinking about the past you're looking too much in the future you miss little things. You yeah, know what no, I'm I, I agree, mm-hmm. and I've I've really mm-hmm. tried to. It's a good philosophy. Really, have tried to implement mm-hmm. that in my mm-hmm. life. I, I would say at least it's hard. It's at hard least in do. the beginning of the year, because mm-hmm. a new job, um, I you mm-hmm. know, it's always scary. You, you know, I mean, I'm still younger. I'm 30. Like I could still, you don't want to, but mm-hmm. careers can change at a dime. You you never know, and I think one of the biggest reasons why I'm enjoying this job so much is just the 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 philosophy of how to get things done has changed. Right. Like I my boss is my age where you know we might have a little under a hundred employees at the company. It's it's a much more of a group camaraderie, how are we gonna get here versus mm-hmm. you better hit this number by this time or I'm gonna, you know, right. the pressure's gonna be put on the next month is going to end up being the same thing. And then you right. realize like, okay, this is just how they try to push you. Like that's right. kind of how mm-hmm. my two past jobs were. There might've been a disconnect in generation age, whatever it is, but that's why I'm enjoying my job so right. much right now because it is a, it's, I work with people that I relate with and, and, and what that does is that mm-hmm. brings an energy and an excitement to where truthfully I'm at a point now to where I don't even feel like I'm quote unquote working. Right. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing and it's it's making life fun. You um, sound happier. Yeah. You sound as if you feel valued at your company. I do. And I do. You know, there's so many jobs out there where like, you know, you can find that. 
Yeah, you know, you got you can't be afraid to change and and I I I, I took a chance. Mm-hmm. I you know Absolutely. I've never been in this kind of mm-hmm. realm or you know you hear tech stuff all the time, people getting bought out, yada yada. Like I mm-hmm. took a chance, I took a jump, and I've enjoyed it. And right. I and I I think staying in the present has really helped my mm-hmm. my my mind just overall absolutely work better absolutely. which is which is sweet but um i got a question here i don't know how you i don't know how you'll react to it i i don't know are you me or uh you but, oh okay um are you paying attention to all of this recent alien stuff that's been happening these last couple of weeks <laughs> You mean about Donald Trump being indicted? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about illegal aliens. I'm talking about the aliens that come from space that are not human. Yeah, I, I, I listened to Russell Brand on YouTube, and he's been talking about that. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, but yeah, go on. So I, there, I have heard about. There yeah. was a there was a video that just came to light. It happened mm-hmm. May first. Um, there was an instance in Las Vegas where. I watched this kid's personal YouTube channel, and he kind of broke it down. It was late at night. Him and his brother were outside. They were working on a truck or something, you know, doing something out back. And all of a sudden, there was this massive orb that flies through the sky, and it crashes, and it happened to crash right in their backyard. And there were these two beings that were like 8 to 10 feet tall that weren't and again, this is according to him. I, mm-hmm. I didn't see this for sure, but um, that were outside. They had big eyes, big mouths, and it, it, he was like, you couldn't, you couldn't like look at him. He was like, anytime you would look at him, you would get stuck in like a like a frozen type trance. And he said, you know, he runs inside. He calls the cops, the nine one one call. They have it all recorded, and he's panicking. Like, you can hear it in his voice. He's like, and he's talking very quickly. He's like, I'm looking outside right now behind my forklift, and there are two things outside. They're not human. They're, they're 8 to 10 feet tall, you know, whatever it is. And earlier, I, I think it was earlier that day, maybe, or, no, it was an hour after the cops show up, and on the cop cam, they catch this orb thing just like either like taking off and and zooming out and then they figure out later there is a ring doorbell footage that he has on youtube where it's just dark and just a sound of something crashing like like flies over and like it kind of crashes there and then he took a picture of where the the crash site was you could tell something was there and i just I don't do you do you believe in that stuff or do you think that it's odd that the alien stuff was prominent during kind of covid to take our brains off of everything and now that the elections coming up all of a sudden these alien things are coming about do you think that is strategically planned or do you think there's an actual chance that maybe we are getting to a point where aliens are starting to become more bold and visiting and that's why all these things are coming out now I think it would be short-sighted to say that we are the only, like, life in the universe. I agree. Okay. So, but it would also be naive to think that there aren't people out there that like to put stuff on the internet and like to distract us from what's going on in the world. So, 
it's kind of finding that. I know, <laughs> finding that middle ground. ground. Did, did, uh, yeah. did you see there's a whistleblower, apparently, like a government whistleblower, who has claimed that we've uh, received non-human aircrafts yeah. and on I guess, record? I guess we have 12, according uh, to him. Yeah, I, I'm a big skeptic, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of float in that realm, too, of kind of what you just said, AJ, mm-hmm. to where I, I just think the... And you're sim- we're simplifying it by saying it, but I think people are extremely naive to believe that there's nothing else out right. there. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's right. where I sit as well. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So... I, I, I don't know. I, I I just I I find it find it very very interesting, and it, it it just makes you wonder why. It's like why now? Um. So I I don't know. Just wanted to kind of get your get your thoughts on that. Um. I'm trying to think of I I have a couple things here, but I'm trying to. I can go real yeah. fast. So uh, back and not back of the week. Uh, back I have Taylor Swift's singleness. She is single again. Probably coming out with a new album. Thank God. And I have us. I think we're back. Well, we are back. We're back. Back we're on the mic. It. Back in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I think, I think we're much happier. All yeah. of us are much happier. Yeah, like we're we all have lives to live, but I think we're all becoming very independent and we're learning to cherish things. And I think that's good. I agree. I agree. Uh, totally. Not back. I have Canada. Canada. Very not back. Yeah, it's on fire. It's man. on fire. They're really screwing us here in the east. <laughs> yeah. Damn them! I know yeah, uh, th- th- that. Picture. Thought it was cold up there. Yeah. What, now, what are they doing? <laughs> that picture in New York City was wild. Yeah, it's a dystopian. Like the world's ending yeah. up there in New York. It was funny. Well, you know, you think about that. You say that, but like, I mean, gosh, if you came back here, like from the, yeah. came up here from the past, you're like, I know what's going on. It's like that's what it looks like. It really does. It's yeah, and I, I, I guess, context. I guess they yeah. said if you walk down the street at that day or whatever it was, it mm-hmm. would it was the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes. Ooh, yeah. That's how bad the air quality was. <laughs> so then you have the guys like the Barstool guys. Yeah, it's like, yeah, come on. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of Canada, here's a little ticker I have here. Bought a movie last night. Uh, I don't think it was in theater. It was a Sundance movie, and it was called Blackberry. And it was about the rise of the BlackBerry phone. I was always so jealous of the BlackBerry phone. They BlackBerry were, phone. Very cool. I back used to have day. a BlackBerry. Best oh, phone. Man. It was the, the greatest the, phone. It was just like, yeah, with the little buttons on it. Oh, I, it I believe Ben, ben DePlaga had a BlackBerry like way back in the day with the little, yep, little, little uh, ball. Little yeah, ball in the middle. Yeah. The middle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those are wonderful. Greatest phone of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an awesome documentary. It, it starts mm-hmm. in like 1996. It, mm-hmm. it showed how. BlackBerry was the first phone to push the cell phone carriers in the mm-hmm. United States to yep. make to branch out so more phones could be available mm-hmm. on the network. Right. It shows where the rise of like, you know, they get to 2007 and, you know, they're a massive company. And then all of a sudden Steve Jobs comes out and introduces yeah. the mm-hmm. iPhone. And then it like tells a story about how AT&T took on the iPhone and then they they always wanted to build their things locally. Like, they never wanted to send it to China to make phones in China. That's, like, a big part of the movie. And then when they saw the iPhone came out, they went and pitched. Do you guys remember the BlackBerry Bold? Was the first mm-hmm. BlackBerry without the button. It I recall a, the name, but I can't mm-hmm. picture it. So they go and pitch that to Verizon, and Verizon's like, okay, like, that's it. And mm-hmm. then the right. guy flips out, and he's like, I created this entire market. It, it, the, these phones wouldn't even exist yeah. if it mm-hmm. wasn't for anything like me. Mm-hmm. 
and another guy, it's funny how they, you know, they add these in on purpose, but he goes, you guys are going to be remembered as the phone before the iPhone. Yes. Which absolutely. is, that's what what yeah. it is. And it's, yep. it was a very good broken down movie and kind of how it, it ends on, I don't know if you guys remember this, but BlackBerry came out with a screened phone with the click thing in it to where you push the screen down yeah. and click. Yeah. So that's how the movie ends. They weren't going to be able to get them done in time, so they went and made them in China, and they get the China phones back, and it says mostly all of them were sent back to Verizon because they didn't work, and Verizon sued oh, BlackBerry man. for $500 million Ooh, of, oh, like, man. yeah. So it, it was it was just a, a great story of the rise and fall of the, of the BlackBerry, and it kind of does put in perspective where, Yes, we do blame the iPhone for a lot of things, but the BlackBerry was the first initiator. Just too early. Just mm-hmm. too, too early. Too early and didn't have it. Just way too early. Yeah. And it and it showed like they sold too many and cell phone networks were crashing and like they it, it shows how they mm-hmm. explained how to fix that and everything. So very, very interesting movie. Um I would suggest if it comes on any streaming service to check it out. I love movies like that. It's mm-hmm. like a Social networky vibe, right? For BlackBerry, yeah, um, something else that's massive. Messi is joining, yeah. uh, Inter Miami, the a- MLS team. Um, I guess every game of Miami has now been sold out. Home or did away. you see the ticket prices? People have like season tickets, and I, I don't know soccer, but say they're like fifty some bucks. Yeah. Now they're going for like two grand. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess the the Instagram account has gained like a hundred and fifty thousand followers every minute since he's joined, and it is now the biggest followed sporting wow. account in the country over NFL, NBA, whatever on Instagram. That's just something that we will never wrap our heads around as Ever. Americans, because he's literally a god. Like, yeah, like. In India, I texted you guys like Joey fist bump Dale Jr. I wasn't wasn't even paying attention. Joey goes Dale, and like over there, I mean, I can't imagine being European and seeing Messi. Like they would, you would die. You know what I mean? So it's just something we will never understand ever. (laughs) And and you know, there he's worth so much money that they couldn't even do a traditional deal. Hmm. That I'd give him like stock and stuff, right? Apple and Adidas have the rights and. the MLS stuff and they had to give him shares of the revenue. Wow. So like it's (laughs) massive. And I know it was big when David Beckham. So that kind of tying back to David Mm -hmm. Beckham, when he came over to the LA galaxy, he then bought the Miami team once he retired. So he's the owner of the Miami team. He bought it for $25 million. I guess before Messi came, they were valued at, around like 250 to 500 million dollars and now the recent evaluation is like (laughs) 1.6 billion dollars so like that investment for him yeah has has turned insane so Mm. shout out Messi. i know he is an older gentleman i don't know how um your soccer foot life really works because i'm not that big in soccer but i'm sure he will tear it the tear it up yeah i'm sure um, another funny note, Pete Davidson called PETA and he left a voicemail because a PETA reporter ripped him for buying a specific kind of dog. And I listened to the voicemail uh-huh. and it was hysterical. Right, He's like, amazing. I'm allergic. My mother's dog just died. I don't know what you want me to do. Sorry for slamming me type voicemail. <laughs> so that, that one was fun. Um, 
Um, I have two down bad man of the week. Love that. Uh, first one is Zion Williamson getting it from all angles on social media. You hate to see that. Yeah, poor Zion. Yeah, a tale o- or a tale oldest time there with yeah. the, the he uh, just likes to fuck. Yeah, two women coming at you down bad. Yeah, Zion likes to fuck. I mean, have that. then there's another girl. Yeah, but there was stuff on on Twitter today about he's donating money to schools and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, did, did you see, see all that? that? <laughs> Apparently they're both porn stars, but the one's yeah. only fans, so she's not a real porn star, so she's getting heat no. for that. Love it. Yeah, and then there's Love another it. girl that posted a picture of like him sleeping, and it was like you you <laughs> flew me out knowing that you had babies yeah. and these women. I was trying to get you in shape. Yeah, <laughs> so. obviously that wasn't very successful. And then also Donald Trump, I'm glad you brought it up. Don't care if he goes to jail or not. Couldn't care less. Don't care about anything else. What I care about is they posted a picture of like all these nuclear documents and everything. They're in like a spare bathroom. Hilarious. Really? I despise him. He is hilarious. Everything he does is funny. Like you're at Mar-a-Lago and you're like, oh, Don, where's your bathroom? Where you're stumbling into a random room. And there's just nuclear secrets to the ceiling. Yeah. Hilarious. That is hilarious. And I saw he like his comeback to that was like, oh, Sleepy Joe has documents <laughs> filled in garages and he's got an, a YMCA thing. And I'm just like, dude, like nobody should have these things. It shouldn't be the argument of who has more. How easy is it to go out with like a box of all these documents? Because well, they all have them. Uh, nobody you should. Just, that's apparently you just leave and you can take whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, nobody should have these things. Like, what do we argue <laughs> about who has more? Like, no. Yeah. Nobody. These should be hidden. Like, why do you have them? So, I don't know. Yeah. That, that shit's funny. But, yeah, so... Do you, you think he'll actually get in trouble? Like, I, I haven't been keeping up with any of this bullshit. I'm, I'm more worried about, I'm curious, well, I don't know if I'm worried or not. I'm curious about what is going to happen on Tuesday, because you see a lot of, on Twitter, a lot of interesting, like, um, language in terms of, like, uh, know your bridges, know, different things about, like, know the roads, et cetera, about whether or not there will be, like, um, a riot? A riot in terms of, like, like where he's indicted and whether there'll be a lot of Trump supporters there and will be another insurrection type mm, um, yeah. thing going on because of that. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, so, selfishly, I want to see him in cuffs because it'd be I, hysterical, I just, but I, but I understand that angle as well. It's I probably, mean, I just, it's probably not good. I, <laughs> he's gotten away with so much stuff. I just yeah. don't like, and I know a lot of politicians do, but like, this is just huge. I just yeah. don't even no, know what I, to say. I, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me they personally. They have a lot of stuff on him right now, and yeah. I don't know what to say. Me personally, I am. I know nothing about politics. I'm thriving with this. I think this is hysterical <laughs> because I, I'm, I, me personally, again, I, I don't know anything. I think this is a great timing for the election stuff coming because I'm sure there has to be a rule where you can't run for president if you're indicted well, that, or whatever. That was a lot of his angle against Hillary, right? So yeah. what's he going to say right. now? That yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, I don't know. Might I, be sending him to the clink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it'll be funny. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for the debates. I, I think the the debates yeah. are just, it's primetime well, TV. I, I don't think they're doing, well, so I guess I not initially. I don't think he was doing them. Because, uh, I guess if your party has a sit-in president, you don't do the debates as, like, respect mm-hmm. for the incumbent president. I guess right. that's how they've always mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. So, the like, the Democratic won't have any debates. Okay. Now, Republican side, I don't know. Is DeSantis, like, happy? I mean, I would assume that he's thriving now. Yeah. Well, I've heard Donald Trump wasn't going to participate in him anyhow. Because really? he has, like, a, like 30 
point lead on everyone. So why uh, would I want to yeah. participate? Why would in you? That? Yeah, <laughs> get, get in that dogfight. I'm not gonna yeah. give them the attention, but yeah, I mean the the one the one guy that's been on my radar is Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, he's kind of a weirdo, I guess. He's kind which of is, a, which is weird for. He's kind kid. of a weirdo, but also like from a from a human perspective, it's like when your uncle gets assassinated as a president and his dad too and his dad and you still want to then therefore yeah. become the president what well, it's kind of wild I, to me. I was pumped when i saw the name and i listened to him talk i was like i don't know he's kind of well he's he has so, some outlandish ideas yeah guy. and he his voice is all screwed up but i think he, he got it fixed all right, really? yeah he had like a he had a vaccine accident that screwed up his oh, that's cords. why he yeah. has. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, but yeah, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm excited for the stuff. Yeah, I. It's <laughs> prime time television. It's gonna be an exciting week. Tuesday's we were doing uh, drinking TV. games. I remember the last election. That was fun. Oh, dude. I, yeah, so they're gonna be even more electric now. Yeah, I, me and JT stayed up and watched the whole thing. We, we were watching the the Rogan thing because it was Rogan and uh, Tim Dillon. Tim, that was the first time I saw Tim Dillon. He was so funny. so funny, <laughs> dude. Uh, but yeah, um, just interested on that. And then I saw two. Which I don't know how many people this affects, but I guess there was a chemical found in the artificial sweetener Splenda that damages DNA. Oh shit! I, I thought Sweetener was a bad one. Now Splenda's bad too. Splenda's getting attacked now oh, on man. on all fronts. So really, I think what we have to just go back to is just normal sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Trying on the weight loss journey. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, the only other thing I have on here is sauna talk. Sauna talk with the boys is great. The schwitz. Love oh, a man. nice schwitz when, with the boys. When when you go in there and like there's a there's an old dude that's just butt ass naked sitting there, yeah. you know, cock out and he just you, wants to you have know a full he's, you know, been through some life. Yeah, he wants to have and, a full on yeah. conversation with you. I'm like, respect. Yeah. You know I what agree. I mean? Because I couldn't do that. No, not a shot. I couldn't be exposed and, and have a genuine conversation. Nah. Yeah. So, shout out Sauna Talk. Uh, real, real <laughs> quick, um, touched on it already, but one thing I love this week is the Big Booty Mix. Yes. Uh, it just came out with Volume 23, I think, yesterday. Yeah, shout out Tiggy Nation. Yeah, Tiggy Nation. They're still doing it with the Big Booty Mix. And one thing I hate, uh, dubstep. I don't think I touched on it enough. No, let's go. Hit, How hit do it. people like that? People love it. I like electric music. I like the remixes. You know, give me a pop song and put all these cool beats over it. There's no words. Hot take. I got a hot take. What's that? People don't like the music. People like that it is required to do drugs while you listen to the True. music. True. No, I agree. And that was what... That's the, my bold the, take. That was the said thing. You know, you show up on a lot of psychedelic drugs. But I still... I don't... I, I'm not a big drug guy, but yeah. still, even if I was on not drugs... Not a drug guy. I think I would hate it. it yeah. It's one beat for the whole set. Guy has three hours. That's all he does. One beat. Changes kind of. I agree. It stinks. I, it I, absolutely, I don't like it, it absolutely stinks. I do not enjoy it. Um, yeah, really. The only other th- I, I, I have, I just feel more rejuvenated after yeah. our, our vacations, after um, stepping away for a while. I feel the energy. It's back. That's very, how, very, that's, very. That's happy how I felt here. Friday. As soon as I got up at four thirty, I PT starts on Monday. Never felt better. Yeah. Going to the beach on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Oh, that's this week. Yes, this Wednesday. Now, is this the the bachelor Bachelor trip? Yeah, I'm going to Myrtle uh, Thursday to Sunday. Um, But me and Joey decided to fly down on Wednesday, which I'm excited for. Have, you know, a day to just kind of hang out before. Hell yeah. Lower key day. Um, And I don't know. We might stay Sunday. I don't know, because I'm off Monday. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, YOLO. 
YOLO. You know? You have anything you want to touch on? Anything you want to say, Uncle? Well, there was such a good. I, I'm not sure I understand. Like you had a list and you had a list. Yeah. Is this is what happens now. It, I think st- started a couple little segments and then okay. we, we like to hit on some current events. Well, I'll as finish well. up with a couple things. Okay. Um, um, Always, if you hate anything or you think no, anything's no. back or. You know. <laughs> I'm in a pretty good. I've already talked about the cantaloupe incident, and I'm good with that. (laughs) Um, No, uh, I want to say I know that you all are like TV people and like to watch streaming things. Um, I I have to say, and this is no one watches this except for me. um, It's a superhero show that's still on TV. It's on CW. It's Superman and Lois. Um, It's third season. It may not be around much longer uh, because of everything that um, Gunn's doing in DC, but. It's such a good show. I, I, it's like this season. Superman and Superman and Lois are they're married and they have two sons, two twin sons. One of them has powers, the other one doesn't. And it's just tough. It is so. (laughs) I cannot. No, I'm like it is such a cool show. I can't. It's so mature. This whole season, and it's just the episodes are only like twelve. I think it was like 12, 13 episodes per season. But this season um, started off with Lois finding out she had breast cancer. And they've actually, I, I never thought they could do something like that in a superhero show. Right. And do it so beautifully because it's like the whole season has been about this. And she's gone through chemo and radiation. And you've got like her son who has powers and. You know, and soup, and like no one can help. And it's just like, it's such a moving show. If you've never watched it, it's a really good show. I know that they have it on HBO Max. Um, and they'll probably put this one, I hope it goes on for another season, but I don't think it will. But it's like an incredible show. And then the song I called, I, I was texting JT about mm-hmm. the song last night. You may want to, it's just, you know how like you're listening to like playlists on Amazon or, or Spotify. And then when your playlist is done, it goes to like, random yes. songs that are kind of like that well i don't know what a, i was listening it was a luke combs playlist i just dump all my favorite luke there Combs songs in there and it was just listening and it finished and then it started playing all these other country artists and this song came up and it was like i've had it in my head for like a week it's an old song it's like gotta be like 20 years old the song is by is a singer songwriter named richard shindell and the song is called um next best western and it's about, because, you know, I was thinking about you a little, because I was trying to explain, because JT just kind of blew it off. He's like, I don't know. I mean, what does this song mean? I said, did you not listen to it? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. I said, I just listened to it once. I was like, and I had to explain it to him. He, it's a guy who's, like, traveling on, like, from Chicago to New York on the road, like, traveling salesman on the road. And... It's about like this emptiness that we have in society and like being able to like go from place to place and like, like we're all traveling, we're all interconnected. But it's just like he's just driving and he's talking about like paying tolls and stuff. And all he wants to do is get to the next best Western, the hotel, because he's not even going to make it home. But he just wants to get there. Such a good song. Dang, Such I have to a, check it out. You have to, it's like, it's off a, an album called uh, Reunion Hill. It's so good, but it's like, this guy's been around for years. I've never heard of him, but it's such an incredible song. I think you would like it. It's just like, yeah. and I kept listening to it. Like, every time I listen to it, it's like, there's something more in there. So, anyhow. No, I love Superman that. Superman and Lois, Next Best Western, really good. 
And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's always it. good it's to see good. you. Yeah, Absolutely. it's always once, Absolutely. A, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> once Hopefully more. Once yeah. of recent. I know I'm not. I know I haven't been. Am I still? I'm not even close to being the leading person being on the podcast anymore. No, you're probably. No, you're dead. Yeah, we. Oh, no. Okay. Well, anytime. But yeah. I'm free now. I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, I'm trying to get over this, like, teacher break during the summer where I get to rejuvenate but now I don't have to rejuvenate I can just like live and not have to worry honestly <laughs> honestly I don't even know like I'm trying to probably take you like two years I really think it will because I, I keep thinking I have to hurry up and get stuff done because I have to go back to school in August but I don't have to go back in school in August and I'm kind of happy about that yeah no the, that's good and and it's I, just weird it's I, a weird vibe I'll it's say just, this you're much vibe. happier I'm I hope so. I, I hope. I so. mean, it, it's. I was miserable. It's you have no idea. Well, it is evident. You, we will have to talk sometime about my unhappiness. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really a rough. Rough it's good. Year. But rough yeah, year. no, we we've we've kind mm-hmm. of just been because like we're all busy throughout mm-hmm. the week. We're all working. Right. So like when we see things, we just try to keep tickers and everything mm-hmm. now because we we have learned that when you have those kind of pop culture things that are mm-hmm. going on, that normally will spin us into. A, different conversations that like our brains trigger so we've we've kind of started doing that over these last couple weeks or so Mm -hmm. the back not back um love hate things like that just to just to kind of make sure that we're being cognizant of things that are happening throughout the week Mm -hmm. so i appreciate it guys yeah it's been real but yeah follow me on twitter and instagram at juice fisherman make sure to subscribe to the juice box youtube um you guys can close it out, so go crazy. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Bubba Slider. Follow me on Instagram at the Harry Slider. Thanks for coming. I I can't even. I okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm at AJBeacon.com.